What's up, guys? It's Matt with Purgatory, a Rebel Reaper podcast. Just want to do this quick podcast with our good friend Connor Rodriguez. Uh, you guys might know him on Instagram as at ConnorFXDB. Really cool cat. He's been following us and supporting us for a very, very long time. So we're super excited to have him on this podcast. Uh, we're going to go a little bit in depth about his background, what he's all about, his focus on the community. He's definitely big on influencing with the community. Uh, based out there in Texas. You guys might recognize him. Um, yeah, man, so we're really excited to have him on this podcast. Hope you guys really enjoy it. Tune on in. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review at the end of the podcast. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, again, we don't get paid to do any of this podcast. We do it for y'all. Uh, trying to give you guys some good, solid content from people out there in the community is what we're trying to do is bring everyone together. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Let's go. What's up, dude? Yo, there we are. <laughs> Man, finally got it down, dude. Okay. All right, so we're recording now. Um, Perfect. So, for those wondering why that big is uh, me and me and Kana here, uh, we're doing actually a recording over the phone. So he's currently in Texas, and I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. But we figured out a way where we can still give you guys some solid content and have some. Uh, some communication back and forth through this podcast so connor welcome appreciate you dude yeah thank you thank you for having me yeah man thanks for taking the time today to uh, do this podcast with us uh it's a fairly new podcast uh, as i'm sure you're aware you've probably listened to a few episodes yeah. but the reason why i wanted to have you on is is you're a big influence in the community and that's the point of this whole entire podcast is trying to get people together uh some more exposure out there and kind of you know go a little bit in depth about who you are and what you're all about so yeah man how you doing today pretty good not gonna lie to you i feel pretty nervous i feel like i'm like on stage <laughs> like you know trying to get the bugs out but i'm excited dude i'm super stoked yeah uh, my bikes are down currently so just kind of hang around all day today being productive which is weird but all right nice man sunday fun day that's what it's about exactly hell yeah Cool, man. Well, yeah, I was kind of nervous on our first podcast when we first did it. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. So we're just, uh, we kind of like to keep the podcast a little bit, you know, as a flow, just kind of yeah, as close. Yeah. I mean, questions right in front of me, I'll get to those here in a minute. But um, anyway, dude, so yeah, so let everyone know your your Instagram handle, your social media, um, do a quick little plug in with that if you like, and then we'll get into the questions for you. So okay for sure but first i guess let me go it's weird because whenever i'm recording people like if i'm doing a moto vlog i'm fine i could be like in public and i could be recording myself <laughs> people look all weird but what's like when i'm on someone else's it's like dude it's weird it's like when photographers get in front of the camera they just like they have to get used to it but that, that's how i feel right now it's like all right cool so some people may know who i am some people don't it, it happens a lot i love it it's it's your boy it's connor uh you can find me on instagram at connor fxdb all one word as well as the YouTube channel at Connor FXDB. Uh, and then also, I guess one of the things I'm trying to get started right now is going to be that Connor kick. Uh, we were at Handbuilt uh, Friday in Austin, which is a really awesome show. It's only the fifth year. Awesome turnout of local builders in the area. Some people came down from 
super far and wide. And uh, it kind of started spreading on Instagram. Little people were sending me stories uh, and tagging me in of the Connor kick, which is a photo I think when I first started riding. I don't know what I was doing, but I did it, and a lot of people liked it. And I was I did it like five or six times trying to get the photo, and I was so exhausted. But it's super funny. I love it when people try to do it. Send me the photos. It's exciting. And uh, I guess a quick little outro for that intro is I've only been riding. This is my third year of riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I love it. I'm hitting the ground running. Can't get enough miles. Every day riding is a good day to me. Yeah. See, I've, I've seen some people in your stories uh, sending in the hashtag Connor Kick, and I think that's pretty badass yeah. that people are out there doing that. So, right on, dude. Well, like I said, good to have you here. Um, like, I, I had some questions, too. Um, so, obviously, about the YouTube channel, uh-huh. I've personally, I've watched a lot of your YouTube channels. I think they're very informative. You give a lot of solid reviews. Yeah, uh, especially good solid products out there, um, and it's honest feedback. It's like you know, it's not biased. It's not towards any specific things. I remember specifically you were doing a review on uh, I think the Lucky Dave's and the Saddleman um, Steeds. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah. So what was your opinion on those? Like, which one did you personally like better? They're both great seats, honestly. Uh, but it was funny because at the time I thought they were two different companies. Uh, well, they are, but Saddleman makes the Lucky Dave seat for Lucky Dave. Oh, so right. In essence, it's pretty much the same seat with just slightly different aesthetics and curvatures and stuff like that, ergonomics. Um, but they're two completely different seats. I really love the Lucky Dave's because, I mean, I crushed miles on it uh, from the, right out the gate. It sat me a little bit farther forward, and I mean like a little bit, like half an inch at most. But you notice it when you first sit on it, but I love it. Uh, and then with the Saddleman, it was you could really feel it locking you in, but I don't know what it was if it's the the drop back to where it sits you in with the higher back wrist rest. Uh, but I felt like I was getting blue balls, dude. I don't know, I don't know what it was, but like longer rides is like, man, this is a great seat. But I just, or maybe I had gotten used to the Lucky Dave's, but you can't go wrong with either or. Just with the type of riding I do, I always recommend Lucky Dave's, and they reupholstered it for me. Uh, it was a fluke random mishap that happened where the stitching was kind of coming undone mm-hmm. and uh they reached out to me my buddy brent he was like hey let me reach out to lucky dave's i, I see him at bike night i was like that's super solid of you and then within the next day dave called me himself and he said hey that's really random do you wash it because kind of asking like the general questions like if i washed it uh with a certain treatment or something i said no it literally just open water and he goes okay cool we got you dude just shoot us your seat and we'll take care of you and sure enough i think a week and a half two weeks the team over at lucky dave's got it back to me and i was like hell yeah dude dude that is awesome man that's customer service right there that's really cool yeah and that's one thing that really i really like that i stand behind a lot of companies when the customer service is really there uh yeah touching base on a, one big thing that people have been asking me a lot lately is the fairings because they see that i'm always riding and with the memphis shades i had the quarter fairing at first i liked it but once i bumped over to the road warrior i mean you can't beat it once you have that taller windshield you get spoiled and people always ask me you know, do you like Connelly's or Memphis Shades? I can't really speak too much on the Connelly's, but the Memphis Shades that I have and the, the customer service experience I've had and everyone that has had it with, uh, get it, and they say, hey, do I love this thing? It, you can't beat it. And plus, the price, you're about 480 with everything. The headlamp block, you got the whole brackets, the mounting hardware, and the fairing for about 480 490 With the Connelly's, you're around 600 650 or something like that. Right. So you just can't beat it. And so I do love they, the way we're. Do they paint it for you too and send it out to you? Or do you, um, is that just base price for regular? For like, unpainted? the Connollys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the black. I don't know if, if painted, you'd have to do it yourself. So you may be looking at more than that. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's that's exactly why I want to have you on this podcast because I know exactly you've personally tested products yourself mm-hmm. and can give that feedback back. And that's why actually it's pretty cool. So if you guys are ever looking for ideas um, on purchasing products, I definitely highly recommend you check out Connor's uh, YouTube channel. You know, his stuff really goes in depth about that. And didn't you try the uh, Biltwell? I think I got the Biltwell thruster grips because of your YouTube channel. Oh, I, gave I, that- I love them. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, sexy. Love them. Both my sportsters, actually. So they're actually really nice. Yeah, the sporty. I ordered for the sporty too. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. So that is your sportster. So you have the Dyna and the sportster. Yeah, they're both down. The Dyna kind of shot the bed today. We're trying to figure out what it is. It could be a number of things. And the sportster, I'm attempting uh, my very first handlebar swap. Uh, I mean, like I'm, I'm new to the game, and I'm, uh, that's the one other thing that I think has really helped. I guess familiarize myself and become more of. Uh, general name with like I guess everyone anyone to where you know I don't act like I know everything to where people can come ask me questions like hey what was your experience with this or that and if I don't know anything I'm like honestly I don't know man you know let me go and find out for you and that way I learn as well and then sometimes I take my bike to either one of the the Harley dealerships mostly green because they take care of me a lot but when I first got my bike I was going over to another dealership in San Antonio and they would say, this is wrong with your bike. And then it would say it would be something, for example, the clutch lever. And I'd be like, what's that? they would be like, really? I'm like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. No, I feel on that, man. It's like like people see – I wouldn't even consider what I do with my Sportster's builds. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're, yeah. they're more like modifications. I'm not a fucking mechanic. I'm not this and that. I'm not some, like, professional builder, which some people, I guess, think out there that I am for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. they'll ask me questions, and I'm like, dude – to be real with you, that sounds like something you need to go to a dealership or ask someone who's actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like doing that kind of stuff. But you know, when you've actually tested a product, you can give your feedback based off that. So that's kind of cool that you, you know, either direct them in the right way. Um, I do the same thing. You know what I mean? I don't act like I fucking know it all. Cause once you do, that's when shit goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're constantly learning and learning. Cause I mean, you may know how to do something and someone knows a shortcut and you're like, dude, I never knew that. And then, so you learn from someone who's just new to the game. It's right. like, okay, you know, always stay humble and always continue learning, except that there's other ways to do it. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's the only way to grow. Cool, man. So can I ask you what your first bike was? I don't know. It was the Dyna your first bike? And oh, yeah. Is, was it? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, first and ever. And um, what year? And, and go over some, like, quick modifications on it that you've done. And Trask Performance, right? You got their exhaust Ooh. on yeah, dude. Uh, so pretty much, I was actually almost into a Sportster 48. Uh, then I was down in the valley where I'm from, South Texas, 956 represent for all those few people that are hey. out there. Uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they didn't have it. I wanted one with ABS because I was new and just me being overly cautious. It was like, you know, I, what happens if I need to lock up the brakes? You know, I want ABS. And they said, well, there's one, but it's all the way in Dallas. I said, well, you know what? Let me just, I'll, I'll go check it out in person. And I was in Round Rock and I stopped off by uh, one of the dealerships. And the girl had sent me a message, an email saying, "This we have this, we can get it by this date. And at the end, and I always thought telling the story, was she was kind of like, is this the only bike you're looking at? And I said, well, it's the only one in my budget. And she goes, okay, well, let me work some numbers. And sure enough, I saw the Street Bob on their website. I was like, let's work with this one. Right. And that was it. That was destiny. And then so we fell in love. I started, took the bike. I didn't even ride it out because I'd just taken the class, didn't know how to ride, was nowhere near confident riding down. 70 miles on the highway in Austin. It's a big bike, dude. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, can y'all trailer to my house? And they were like, yeah, right. dude. Longest day of my life for that thing to come to my house. I waited for like 8 in the morning. They delivered it in the last 30 minutes. 
Um, and then, so I got that. And then there was a big dude, uh, eldest Troy out of Canada. He was the first dude I saw on Instagram to where I saw his Dinah, loved it. I was like, that's goals right there. But I started slamming it at first. That's why I have somewhat knowledge on different aspects of, of parts was because I dumped so much, I pretty much wasted all my money into <laughs> slamming the bike, doing all this stuff. And then when it came yeah. down dude, to finally doing the bars, since I didn't know, I was, I went to the dealership. I was like, Hey, how much? would it cost me to do these bars? And I think they were 18 inch mad dog bars. They were just nice. sexy, like super Mexican though. And uh, so <laughs> they, it's going to be like $900 with the kids. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Nope. Done. And then that's when I started getting exposed to unknown industries and all the wheelies. And I was like, dude, that that's wicked. I need to do that. And right. I mean, I have an addictive personality, so I just dove straight first into it. I was like, dude, Dinah all Dinah day. Let's do it. Right. And just little by little started, kept on buying parts. Things didn't work out or I found out I liked something better. And I just went from there. And then luckily, somehow I've been blessed with so many opportunities. And I want to say huge thanks to James over at Trask now. He was with Memphis Shades as well as Trask Performance. And then, of course, Memphis Shades. And you got DP Brakes Racing just for allotting me the opportunity to have met them at the dealer ride. And then Trask came on board as a sponsor for the for the bike to where mm-hmm. I'm running their exhaust and their air cleaner. And the, I also have their armor. I just can't run it with the crash guard. But, I mean, huge right. thanks, dude. Super thankful. I love that exhaust. Just killer, dude. Compared to Basani. Basani's still a great pipe. But the heat shield is the problem to where they don't really sell it with the bike. They have a mini one. And to buy the longer one, I think it's like 80 bucks or 100 bucks, uh, And the pipe gets pretty hot. Uh, yeah. Trask, it's gotten hot, but not as hot as the Basani did sitting in traffic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And shout out to Megan and Nick over there at Trust Performance. Hell yeah, dude. They're out here in Phoenix, Arizona, for those wondering. Uh, very, very cool. Very supportive. Um, yeah, I saw their assault uh, the assault intake, right? Is that yeah, right? yeah, the assault yeah, yeah, series, that, yeah. That mean, man. I remember actually before going into Rebel Reaper and before this whole thing began, I remember seeing that assault bike that they had at a huh. show, I think during bike week. I was just walking by and I was like, is that a fucking turbo? <laughs> I was like, is that turbo on a motorcycle? Like what? So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah they're definitely cool people out there. And that that's really nice, dude, that you guys have like some people that really support you and exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Now that transitions into a little bit. Are you affiliated with like this Amazon thing? Like what's all that about? Are you like sponsored at all or? Uh, by Amazon? No, it's actually funny because when I first started my whole motor vlog career thing, adventure was I applied to do that because I was like, you know, what, let me try to make some extra sense on the dollar here and there to buy some bike parts. And the first time I didn't even get approved. I had a probationary period that said, nah, dude you ain't getting that kind of revenue or the traffic, you know, they 86 <laughs> right. me off the boat. And I said, damn, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so I licked my wounds and I totally forgot about it. And I, so I reapplied for it just recently and they said, Hey, you're good. You, these are your Amazon links. So if you click on a link, it's, if you buy something, I get certain more cents on the dollar. I don't even know what it is. I just know I get some cents on the dollar. And then right, if right. you don't buy that product, but within 24 hours, you buy something, say it's diapers or kit, kitty litter, because uh, that was the last thing someone bought was kitty litter. So I was like, all right, thank you. Nice. Uh, and so I'll get some sense of it all in that. But then there was also something where the bigger thing that's been kind of being thrown out is people are considering me as an influencer, which is the weirdest thing because I just see myself as a dude that likes to ride bikes. And, you know, I give honest opinion on products. Like if people say, hey, because that actually kind of happened with a product to where I was trying to mount it. It didn't work out. So I reached out to the company and they said, no, that does work. I said, well, it's not working. They said, well, we have photos on how to do it, but 
we don't have them on hand. So, so you don't have them. And right. So I put up a video of my experiences with mounting it and what steps you need to take in order for you to not be as frustrated as I was. And it was just stuff like that to where it's, you know, I give honest opinions all the time. If a company says, hey, we want to send this out to you, you know, for free or for whatever, we want to sponsor this, you know, just be sure and put in a good word. I'm like, so I always tell them, hey, dude, I'll, I'll run it, but I'm going to give an honest opinion. I'm not going to straight up bash it. I'm going to review it as there are room for improvements such as this, you know, to where it's right. corrective criticism. But it's, I think that's one thing that I really pride myself in is, you know, not being bought out to where some people, they just want to increase their growth and make all this money. But I mean, you're kind of compromising yourself as a person like, oh, yeah, dude, right. I'll be bought. I'll be bought. Just give me free stuff. Nah, dude. Yeah, there's no like integrity in that, too. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. when you're giving an unbiased opinion on something, not only is someone going to respect you a hell of a lot more, but you're not doing anyone like this is how I look at it. So if someone's asking you a review on exhaust mm -hmm. and they're giving you an exhaust and you just kiss their ass and you say, oh, this is great. This is that. This is that. But you're you're not really giving honest feedback. Not only are you not, you know, hurting the company, but you're hurting yeah. the community, too, because yeah. you know, you're letting other people down. So that's really cool, like that you actually do do that and give that honest feedback. Like I ask for honest feedback with clothing. That's the only mm -hmm. way you learn and, and grow and get better. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. it when I whenever I I think I remember one customer was just <laughs> livid out of like all the customers <laughs> I ever had. He was just like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm all ears. Let me know exactly what's wrong. Let's fix it." Uh -huh. we fixed it and now made a better product dude and i think that's how companies should look at it instead of getting all pissed and butthurt about it and that's what i think is so cool about you and as well as rebel reaper is one you're available i think that's the biggest thing that speaks about a company is no matter how big you get is you're still available like it may take you a couple of days to respond because whether you're at a meeting you're at an event to where you're trying to push your product there you're trying to you know hey this is who i am so that way people can identify and associate who the face with with the brand Right to where you always respond all the time, and I love that. And the fact that you stand behind your product, you wear it, you you know, you're out the photo shoots, you're so involved, and people love that. Thanks, dude. Appreciate yeah, it. Dude. So I mean, I'll yeah, hundred percent, dude, all the time. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, in the first year, to be honest, with a lot of people may have not even known who I am or who behind the brand is. Because to be honest with you, man, I looked at it like it's not even about me. You know what I mean? So I would have friends doing the photo shoots and whatnot. But once I started putting my myself into the brand and my face and uh -huh. Roddy and, and the people behind the scenes, like that's where I actually felt like it started actually growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and people can, can relate to a lot of the things that we say too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, but moving on to the next one. Um, So you're going to be at Born Free this year, 2018? Bro, yes, dude. <laughs> Oh. That's the anticipated question or response I was hoping for. I'm so excited. I have like a book yeah. until born. Are, are you riding your bike down there? Oh, no, dude, unfortunately not. Um, that was the plan, but I couldn't That's get the a long ride. Yeah, I mean, I was down for it, but something happened with work where I couldn't get all that time off, and so I'm just gonna fly out, and then just as long as I'm there, that's the main thing, you know. Yeah. The, and then I want to fly back out for Dyna Days in September. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be the dude handing out spam cards saying it's your boy, taking photos of everyone and anyone I recognize <laughs> off Instagram. No shame in my game. Like, dude, I know you through Instagram, but whatever. We're gonna take a photo. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was actually out there last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this was a little bit before Rebel Reaper even kind of became relevant. Um, I mean, I still I think I still think we're trying to grow and stay humble and uh -huh. grow as, yeah. as much as we can, but when I was walking out there uh, with stickers and a few T-shirts, handing them out to people, 
Like, I know people wanted to come up and say hi, but it's like, dude, I'm yeah. a normal dude like you. Just come up and say what's up, bro. You get a fucking free T-shirt and some stickers. Like, yeah. I'm here for you, you know? So, or, or they'll also, be like, hey, I saw you born free, but I didn't want to say Like, dude, you know, it's, it comes say <laughs> exactly. hi, dude. <laughs> yeah, some people hit me up after. Like, hey, bro, were you at Fortnite? But that was before anyone kind of really knew my face. And, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Well, I do that even then, like, where it's like, hey, I think I know you. I think I follow It's like the lamest thing ever. I think I follow you on Instagram. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> oh, never mind, dude. Uh, later. Yeah. Right, right. Later. right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Just like, God, dude, we're, we're all there for the same reason. We're all there to have fun and uh, have an experience. You know what I mean? So Heck that's yeah, what it's all about. Cool, man. Well, I'll see you there at Born Free. Oh, maybe yeah. We'll out there. Um, I don't know if we're really going to have a booth this year. Maybe maybe next. We're looking into more events, mm-hmm. uh, mainly focusing on trying to build more products at the moment. So um, anyway, so next question I got for you. <laughs> what is the longest ride that you've done? On your, um, uh, let's see. Consecutively, I would have to say it was to Oklahoma, but there was one time I think we did. I think it was like Texas, yeah, San Antonio to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I went there pretty much. I had a weekend off, and I was like, "Dude, you want? Let me go visit Theodore, the other dude from HDC." And uh, this dude, Adrian, the local dude who's always down to ride, he was like, "Dude, I'm off that day," and I was like are you really down to go to Oklahoma? He goes, yeah, dude, let's do it. So this dude's gone on the most long distance drives with me ever. So it's like, he's like my BFF on a bike, dude. And we, we, that was the longest I ever did. So I was so kind of hesitant and so glad that he did. Cause I mean, that's the longest I ever ridden. So I didn't know if my bike broke down, wouldn't know how to fix it, but I brought all the tools in case someone else knew how to fix it. Uh, and then we blasted up right. there and it was about, I think 900 miles overall. And then once we got there, we rode around some more, Damn. um, and so I think for that first day, I think we crushed, it was like 980 or close to a thousand miles. Uh, and then the next day, that whole weekend just got pushed back after that. Cause we were so tired. We woke up late. We had little festivities the night before. And then, uh, we blasted down to Dallas after that. And then rode around with Kyle, another dude from the HTC. And then we went down back to San Antonio. Damn, man. That's a fucking ride, dude. Straight up. I mean, on my Sportster trying to even ride half across the other town (laughs) is like a pain in the ass man literally literally but uh was anyone in your group like riding sports at all or uh no but we went to galveston recently and my buddy's bike was down so i let him borrow the sportster and i think that's about 400 miles and he went out there and then same day we went back we do a lot of same day rides for some reason i don't like it's kind of annoying because we have to wake up early and then we're exhausted on the way back but i mean it's it's pretty cool because you get some of the cooler memories to where you're tired. You just lay down in the gas station for like 30 minutes, just laying down in the grass, just shooting the shit, saying stupid jokes. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I love it. And then trying to get that thousand mile knuckle or what do you call it? Iron butt challenge. That's cool. But I still oh, don't yeah. know where to go. dude. I really want to hit Phoenix. I really want to go out there and be like, yo, what's up, Phoenix? What's hey, up, man, dog? you ever come out to Phoenix? You got a place to stay. Dude, oh, yeah. so you're good. Um, and yeah, I definitely got to visit Texas, man. I've been saying that for a minute now, but I definitely think it's coming up in the next couple months. Oh, yeah, you sure. got a, a big so. following here, man. Yeah, I love it out there. Y'all are really supportive out in Texas, man. California, Arizona, not to drop names and whatnot. I mean, we got people all over the world, but definitely much love out there in Texas. So shout out oh, to Albie yeah. out there, your boy Cody, you know, yeah. Jacob. And then uh, let me give a there. special shout out to the homies out in Houston, Knuckles TV and Salvadorian Boy. What's up, dudes? Oh, yeah, Knuckles, those are my dudes for sure, right there. man. That's what's up, man. That's cool. You guys all kind of have a 
a good group. And that's really going to transition mm-hmm. into my next question here. So you guys have pretty much a tight following out there as far as getting uh, groups together and mm-hmm. rides. And I don't know if you necessarily are the one that coordinate all those together, but um, basically my question is like, how do you guys, for few, for people listening out there to the podcast, maybe you can give some insight on how you prepare a good ride because you have a good amount of people that yeah. come out of your ride, like 10 plus people, which is a good amount. Um, I've seen a good grip of people. So how would you give tips to other people out there? Maybe you are trying to get, you know, groups together with their friends and, and more people active in the community. Yeah. How yeah I mean, that? we've been super fortunate and, you know, I want to thank each and every person who ever comes out to those rides because Easter Sunday in Dallas, we thought it was going to be a small turnout, but I think we still had 15 people. And then they were like, Hey, I got to break off after lunch. Cause I got family stuff. Like, dude, huge. Thanks for coming out. And then I think it was like 50 degrees that day too. So I was like, dude, no, you're good. You break off where you want. And that's the other thing is to where, Pretty much to start off is you got to not be so prideful to where if I see someone riding, I'll be like, hey, we're riding. Come on out with us. Even though I don't know who he is, he may just be like, nah, fuck that. Get away from me, dude. Like, I invited you, but whatever. Right. Uh, but pretty much I just right. invite everyone and anyone uh, and, and all bikes welcome. I know we have a lot of dinas that we still first start off and people are like, hey, our sporty is welcome. I'm like, dude, they're always welcome. Uh, and so just kind of breaking that barrier because if they just see dinas, they assume it's all dinas. And you just have to, I created a Facebook group for it towards Sunday rides, SA forward slash ATX for those in central Texas. Uh, and it's just a general Facebook for general rides. And we also do farther rides like Lion Creek up in Round Rock. We do three sisters to where those bigger rides, I sit out a couple weeks in advance so people can plan stuff like that. But for the most part, yeah. every Sunday, it's either going to be either local to San Antonio, New Braunfels and their short rides just to go have lunch. And it's just staying on top of it, being friendly as you can. You're almost like an ambassador for riding to where right. people reach out to you. And I always say, hey, are you hesitant to come on a group ride? Because that was me. When I first started riding, I said, hey, I want to ride. Take me out riding. People were like, nah, bro. Once you have 5,000 miles in your belt, come talk to me. I was like, How am I supposed to get <laughs> right. 5,000 miles if I can't ride, dude? It's like, bro. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so, I yeah. No, yeah, I literally rode around that. my neighborhood for a thousand miles in like two weeks, just doing right turns, left turns, and then, and I was like, I don't want that to happen to someone else. So I said, if you're new to riding, come on out, dude. I'll go at your pace. We'll go slow, uh, and then for those who want to ride the routes, I map them out so people know where they are, and they can put them in Google Maps, ride it, and they know the stopping points. So that way, if they want to crush like Tayline Creek, a lot of people like going fast on that. It's got a lot of blind turns, a lot of fifteen mile an hour turns that go uphill, so it gets even sharper. Uh, and so the slower ones, I say, come on out. You'll learn how to navigate turns like that in a group. Some people have never ridden a big group. And I always do like a, right. a pre-ride brief, like kind of per, like individually, like either on Instagram, Facebook, or in person at the meet. And then I'll do a, a pre-ride as a group. Like, hey, guys, this is the route. You know, this is what's going to happen. If you fall behind, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. The usual pre-meet, pre-ride brief. Um, and then after that, I ask him, like, hey, how'd you think? You know, how'd you like it? I get feedback? So that way it's like, hey, you know, you're going too fast or too slow. Okay, cool. You know, next time do this and that and that. So I welcome it. But it's pretty much just that. Just it just start a Facebook group. And then just if you see people out and about, like, hey, you know, this we do rides every so-and-so. Try to pick a date that's always constant. That way if people just – because even though it's every Sunday, people say, hey, is there a ride this Sunday? Like, dude, every Sunday, whether it's planned, you know, we'll be cruising, just hit me up, you know, or like, hey, where's the ride this Sunday? And right. So people look forward to it, and I really like that. And some days there's just three of us. Like today it was just three of us. A couple of people had other things. There's MotoGP and handbill going on. Uh, but, I mean, every Sunday, that way you at least have someone to ride with. And 
So that's pretty right. much how that started. Was just I rode for myself for the longest time because the dude who I bought my bike with, uh, he bought his a month before, and then we rode forever. And then he just really started. He started his own business, like a hotshot business. Uh, and so he's just committed to that. And he goes, "Hey, my bad, I've been riding." I said, "Nah, dude. You know, a real friend will support you. They're not gonna be like, hey, quit your job and come ride.' You know." So I was like, do right. that. If you ever want right. to ride, I'm here for you, dude. You know, let me know and I'll cruise no matter what. And it's pretty much just like that. So I was like, I don't have anyone to ride with. People start saying, hey, where are you going this weekend? And I'd be like, hey, come on out. And just being friendly. And next thing you know, I started having people ride with all the time. And it, it's, I love it. That's cool, man. No, that's really, really uh, admirable that you actually do that with the community. Because let's just be real, man. Like, of course, the freedom of you being able to ride your bike is mm-hmm. the best feeling ever. You know, be able to get on your bike and just ride and go wherever you want, up the hills, down the hills, go camping, whatever. But there's a certain part when you're actually riding your bike where it's like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. I want to ride with some people and actually get a part of the community and go out to bike night and shake hands with people and have a beer and, like, just chill and kind of yeah. talk bikes, you know? So. A good way of doing that is exactly what you're doing so you can get more people in the community mm-hmm. out there and riding and not only actually get that full-on experience. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, man. Really cool that you do that. Um, So talk about some of the dealerships out there. You you uh, obviously green, Yeah, green. Right? Green, so, like the color green. Yeah. Green. Green Harley-Davidson. Yeah, I see they really support you out there, man. And I think that's really, really awesome. Oh, yeah. So how long, uh, how long have you been like hanging around that uh for a hot minute um but i guess real quick before we jump into that was going on with that sunday rides again is uh richard and jeff from round rock they, they come on the so it's pretty much an hour cruise for them to come down to sunday rides but they do it though 17 kickstand up they're here they leave at like at 5 30 so props to them but they came up with the idea to where since we have such a good turnout for sunday rides where once a month we identify or we kind of pick a charity and even if it's just a food can drive, uh, you know, blankets to the shelter, just so that way we can start contributing back. And so where it's, you know, yeah, motor community, we're all riding for fun, but, you know, let's be thankful and give to the less fortunate. And so that's what I really like about the Sunday rides is people get creative and they're like, hey, let's do something else, you know. So I really like that. So huge shout out to them. I always like to give thanks to people where, you know, kind of like for ideas. And so that's what we'll be doing pretty soon once a month with Sunday rides is giving back to the community somehow. Um, yeah. Huge. Uh, but as That's for awesome. the dealership, Green Harley Davidson, dude. Oh, I, dude, they're they're doing the most. That they let me drink all their coffee. I'll go in there sometimes just to hang out, <laughs> like before work. I'm like, what's up, dudes? And they're like, God damn it, Connor's here. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, all the coffee, and they help me out so many times. Like, uh, I've been there for I think maybe about a year, year and a half, kind of hanging around. Uh, it was pretty much bike night. Was the first night I showed up, and I was kind of hanging around. They're like, hey, what's up, Connor? And they started just. Even though I was, I'm, I'm nobody. They were just like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, you know, recognizing your face, and you start feeling like family. Like, okay, hell yeah, I'll start fucking this dealership. Right. Uh, they're super friendly. And then the the one thing that really spoke a lot and moved mountains with me was I would think it was their first bike night. I wasn't gonna go to. I was like, yeah, but the weather was kind of like, uh. And I was like, no. Last minute, I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go. I'm rolling out. And they're doing a lot of construction on the highway. And then so I get off on the exit and my bike was feeling kind of squirrely, but I thought it was like those little rudders whenever they cleared the concrete kind of thing. And oh, so it's just that. And I get off on the highway and I'm up my exit trying to turn left to the street that goes to green. And so I'm going, I'm turning left and all of a sudden my bike just starts getting real squirrely in the back. It's like, oh, so I let off the throttle. Okay, that was maybe a wet spot. Hit it again. 
and I just straight fishtailed. I was like, oh shit, the, the truck behind me is kind of honking. It's like, all right, something's wrong with my bike. Uh-huh. And so I pull over in the, in the turning lane in the middle of the, the divider or whatever. And I look and my tire is completely off the wheel. And I was like, oh, all right, dude, I, I don't know if I lost the beat or whatnot. And so it's already like nine o'clock and the bike night ended at, I think, 930. So I call Andy over at Green and I'm like, hey, do you, uh, you know, my bike's down. He goes, dude, I got it. He sent someone over, trailered it, took it back to the dealership. And it had started raining at that point. So we're unloading it. I'm like, dude, I got it. And like, nah, dude, you know, we got you. Because they're off the clock at this point. And so they loaded it in there. And they said, right. dude, you know, first thing tomorrow, we'll take care of it. We'll put the tires on it. And I was like, dude, hell yeah. And ever since then, just, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. I'll, I'll give the green 100%. I, I love doing promo videos for them. Because, I, you know, I pretty much just do it just because I love the dealership. I love the events that they put on and how they're helping the community. Right. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, dude, I fuck with them hard, dude. That's cool, man. What's the scene out there like as far as like uh, like hot rods and rat rods and all that kind of, you know, the kind yeah. of stuff I'm into? There's I'm actually a, a couple of events that go on, uh, not quite as much as they do over there, but there's, uh, I, think, I want to see it's the hot rod something um, that just happened. Hot rods the low car rally. There's also that, but that's that's more motorcycles and uh, hot rods out in Galveston in November. But there was one that just happened nice. uh, a month ago, and there's, I want to say, three total. And we also have a couple of pinup girls that are just mm, some wifey material. That's the only reason I go out there. Just be like, hey, what's up? I'm Connor. Remember me? Like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, man. It just takes a few times showing up exactly. and showing face. I mean, that mustache, though. You got yeah, mustache, dude. I grew right? it back. People. Hey, bro. You still I shaved it. And people cool. were like, dude, bring that mustache back. And I was like, because I'm not even really a fan of it. But, you know, got to give the people what they want, dude. Yeah. Mustache rides. Hey, it's a signature thing yeah, exactly. for you, you know? Well, that's cool, man. Um. Oh, dude, I just had a question for you and it slipped my mind. But so have you ever maybe um, as far as like builds, have you done everything on your bike yourself or do you, do you actually bring it to green and, and they hook you up? I try to do it myself. Everything? When I first started, I pretty much took it all to the dealership. Uh, and then little by little, I was like, dude, this is mm-hmm. a lot of money. I think after like the second thing, I was like, this is a whole lot of money, dude. And so yeah. I try to do it myself, uh, some of the things. And sometimes I can't. I can't remember what it was I tried doing. Uh, but to where I just would, I'll, I'll just eat face and I loaded in the trailer and it was like half assembled. I took the dealership. I just rolled it out. I was like, here you go, guys. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? That's the... <laughs> I tried it, but you know, at least I saved myself an hour later. Uh, but yeah, yeah I remember the yeah, first time yeah. I did my exhaust, uh, I had, when I put the short shots on from Vance and Hines, uh, I actually messed up. Like it was an easy install, but first time tackling anything on my bike ever mechanically. And I forgot to put the O2 sensors, and I think it took me like two and a half hours, three hours just to put the exhaust on. And then I was like, ugh. But oh, I was so stoked I did it myself. And so I'll, I'll attack stuff that I'm, I'm comfortable with, and if I'm not, I'll bribe a couple friends to come over and give them some beer, and they'll help me out. And if it's too much to where they're not comfortable, kind of like on their bike, they'll mess with it. But someone else's bike, they may be like, hey, I'd rather not. Dude, 100% cool. Thanks for being honest. And I'll just shoot it on over to the dealership. Like the, my bike is at the dealership right now. Yeah. For, I'm getting the fork bearings done because they're not, and I could do it myself, but I just feel I'm I'm real impatient. I get real uh, aggravated a lot, so I would make a shitty mechanic. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm so impatient, man. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm actually about to about to bring my bike over to uh, someone else because I I pretty much tore the tranny <laughs> apart the other day and was like trying to get it because it wouldn't shift into second gear and i'm pretty sure the shift paul is kind of like messed up but bring it over green anyway, dude. yeah there's certain points where i'm like 
you know what, Matt? You can't <laughs> fucking do stuff, all right? <laughs> like, my ego has to check myself and be like, all right, you can do 90% of this bike, but the other 10%, you can't do shit. So bring it to someone who exactly, can, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, well, let's see. I had another question here for you. Uh, so I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> But the reason why I ask you is because people out there kind of get, get to know you a little bit and get a unbiased opinion. So what's your opinion on weekend warriors or weekend mm-hmm. riders, I guess you should say, and people who go out there and crush. I say like fuck the haters, bro. So- do you, boo-boo. Because, <laughs> dude, I started off as a weekend warrior. And it's just the more you get into it, because this is this is what I, I'm really passionate about. I fucking love it because that's the HD Collective. Yeah is kind of started uh it was talking with a couple of the motor vloggers so we're we're continental for those of y'all that aren't familiar hd collective team hdc comprises of seven riders and we will eventually look to expand to where it's some of us not like you got server and chase chase kills it on the burnout suit that dude's just an animal shout out to chase Hell yeah. server, server kills it on wheelies that dude's just super humble i love that dude i can't wait for born free i'm gonna be fucking with him heavy like oh my god you know man crush monday the whole time um <laughs> you got Polygon John, you got Theo Freaking Door, you got Kyle, you got BX Polymath and FX Dealers Brooklyn to where not all of us stunt. You know, I'm learning and I'm still on the very new, new base to where I'm, you know, I'll hit a little sketch spot and I'll be like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll dump it. I'll be like, oh, dude, I'm done for the day. You know, like I'm a fucking pussy. But, you know, I'm, I, that's, I'm passionate right. about it. But to where as long as you're out riding, and that's the big thing behind HD Collective is just getting out and ride to where you got the DFW Dyna crew that came from that because Kyle made that group and him and, uh, Paul to where they got a huge gathering and they started bike nights on Tuesday nights over at Anvil Pub in Deep Ellum to where they're getting a good sized group. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I get so passionate about this. <clears throat> but to where, yeah, dude, it doesn't matter whether you like to crush corners, you just like going up and down real fast the street, or you want to do stunts. The main thing is put in that fucking seat time. Like just practice, dude. Right. Just whatever it is. If you want to crush corners like National Motors, Hard Night Choppers, to where they're getting hella sideways, scraping exhaust. Dude, just practice that. You know, if it's the same street, just do it. Start off as a weekend word. Next thing you know, you're riding to work three days out of the week more than you used to. Next thing you know, you got rid of your car. You're just nothing but motorcycle. You're just doing 1,000 miles in a day. It's just start off somewhere and then just, you know, progress with it. And I think that's a perfect, you know, I'm going to lead into the monthly miles challenge. We had one in January, and you were a part of it. So huge thanks for that, dude. I mean, and yeah. also for the 25k giveaway you were like you had a lot of product and dude i mean the dude just was stoked and i loved getting the photos of uh, a, um, a younger gentleman and i was like what dude hell yeah he's got a sicker bike than i do i think he's like 15 <laughs> i was like god damn it uh, i saw that picture man that was really yeah cool and uh sure. to where there's gonna be another one coming up next month and it's pretty much it's open to all 50 states and we're also gonna include canada but there's gonna be two winners one from Canada and one from the United States. So everyone else in the U.S., you're going to have to compete with California because El Royster, I think, crushed 2,600 miles, 2,400, something like that, in December or January when it was freezing. Uh, so, I mean, he'll probably crush even more than that in the summer months. But it's going to be some product from a couple sponsors and a Green Holly Davidson hat and stuff like that. But it's pretty much just to promote riding to where – if you only ride on Saturdays, maybe you'll take your bike to work on Monday, ride it back. That's an extra 20 miles that you may not have ridden. And it's just getting people out, take photos. Um, because I take photos of my bike all the time. I mean, it's, it's kind of like my, my wife. Oh, yeah. where, hey, oh, hey, Pella's right here real quick. That's a beautiful picture. Done. 
but it's different. Like you actually, when you take po- like take pictures of your stuff, it's actually quality like photos. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like some bullshit photos. You know, they're actually like good stuff. You want to see? Yeah, so it's pretty dope. Definitely post content, man, for sure. Um, so weekend warriors obviously not a thing, but just the fact of actually getting out there and riding. Yeah, that's the only time you can afford. Because let's be real, dude. You know. A lot of people who ride all the time are either sponsored or they just love riding like to work and stuff. Like so there's times where it's like raining and shit. I'm like, dude, I ain't gonna ride my bike, you know, because I don't trust anyone else on the street. So I'll I'll cage it, you know. Right. But it's some people that's where they can't like they have a work truck that they go to and they crush, they do construction or whatever. So the people that are putting in the time at work to afford to ride, you know, they got their priorities straight. So huge shout out to those people because it's like you know they could ride and just walk right. around and dick off all day, but they you know they make the tough call like, hey, you know. I got to take the, the car or whatever and then put in my time with the man to pay for my bike, stuff like that. Yeah, big, yeah. big time, big time for sure. Like myself, actually, there was a point where I did that for a long time. And then I was like, man, I got these these bikes just sitting <laughs> in the garage. So for I think for a few months, because, you know, the air like, gets yeah. super hot out here during the summer. I was like, I was riding my bike for a very, very long time. And it was only me in the entire parking garage that was bringing my bike to work. And I'm like, Dude, and then it started cooling down, and more people started bringing their bikes out and whatnot. So, yeah. But anyway, the reason why I actually I I love the bikes in the community, and I'm sure you can agree with that, is just there's a specific, I guess, bond you can say. Like you don't really have mm-hmm. to say anything, regardless of what you are on. Because in my opinion, this is the same way as you. If you got two wheels, you obviously have the same yeah. interest as me. So it's willing to go up to you and have that conversation, mm-hmm. talk about bikes doesn't matter if you're fucking riding because my history is with street bikes. I got tuners, muscles, hot rods, all my stuff in the background. But now that currently it's about Harleys and stuff like that, it doesn't mean I'm not going to walk up to you and be like, dude, let's talk bikes. If you're riding a, even a fucking moped or yeah. some shit, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's, it's, it's really hard. Well, to explain, I think it's man. also cool that with Instagram, social media kind of bring people together was I just met uh, NFJ Bassard from New Jersey who was down for MotoGP. And he was like, Hey dude, you have a chance to meet up. And he came out to hand built and just the, like, you see each other and you're like, ah, oh, motherfucker, dude, what's up? And then you say, what's up? And that you also <laughs> not where you don't identify people, but you see, you go to a bike show and you see their bikes. And you're like, Hey, I know that bike. Like every time <clears throat> James is over at a, at a show with Trask or something, he's pushing product or something. He's, I see, like, he sent me a photo of Lil Ricky's bike. I was like, hey, I know Lil Ricky's bike. I know whose bike that is. And it's like, you just identify, like, hey, dude, that's so-and-so's bike. And so I think that's so awesome that, you know, you get motivation from people's builds. And then all of a sudden you start seeing them along social media. Um, I remember when I was in, right. in Las Vegas, Stank Boy Seeds came out uh, from Las Vegas. And I was like, hey, I'm over here at the, at the hotel. And he, I totally forgot he was coming. He shows up. And he's, I'm like, oh, dude, what's up? And then all of a sudden he just takes a video of my bike. And then I was like, okay, that's cool. And he goes, damn, dude, started like doing like a little voice caption where it's like Connor's bike in person. I was like, oh, dog, dude, my bike gets some love. Oh, I love my bike, dude. I love it. <laughs> the Connor talk. <laughs> Bro, I tried it. I'm not going to lie. I did a live yeah. video the other day and I was trying to talk in the Connor talk. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I said, man, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to let Connor handle all that shit. <laughs> you got that actual flow with the way you say it. Thanks, though, you know? I, can't, I can't duplicate it. Well, very cool, man. So I had a question, too. Obviously, you're based out there in Texas. You guys have a huge event that happens, I believe, every year called oh, Giddy yeah. Up, right? Yeah, tell me about that. I did, did actually. There's year? a lot of firsts going on this year that I did not do the year before, the year before that. Um, pretty much, I was just like, 
I need this time off. If it ain't happening, I ain't coming into work, dog. Uh, so <laughs> I went to Giddy Up. There's a lot of people that are going to be at Giddy Up from all over Texas. A lot of people were even from, from Virginia. And so a lot of people that are usually working when I'm off, like you got Phil, one of the techs over at Caliente, him and Jason, that they work all the time. But they also have their own chopper shop uh, that they just started, Say Town Cycles, and to where they showed up. I was like, dude, oh, my God, what's up? I see you outside work. This is so dope. And I, I just get so excited seeing people and kind of – because all the people that I associate myself with, they're all positive-minded people. They're, you know, they're all working towards something. They're all hustling, and I love that. And so when Gotta I be. see them kind of yeah. growing their brand and their person, I get so excited just being there, their energy, and I love it. It just gets me excited. And so – Dude, you are who you surround yeah. yourself with. So that's, that's true, man. Yeah, dude. So keep going. Uh, but it's what pretty much just choppers, builds. Um, you got Dinos and FXRs, but it's, it's mainly just chopper show. And you have the Giddy Up pre-party, which is a great event in and of itself. And you have Giddy Up itself, which is usually, I want to say it's the last sun, Saturday of March. Uh, and then the next big show coming up May 6th is going to be Texas Hills. I want to say this is the second year it's in. Uh, the first year was pretty big. This one's going uh, pretty big. You got Alex and Dustin. And I'm drawing, a, I think there's a third, so I apologize for drawing a blank on your name. But you know who you are. Uh, Texas Hills Cycle Show. It's going to be at Albert's Ice House in Albert, Texas. Um, I did not go last year, but I'm going this year, and I'm excited for that. But the chopper scene is here. It's just getting it into, I guess, the more public light. Because, like, the Dynas and FXRs, when I first started building my bike, I was like, oh, let's build a Dynasty. And a lot of people like, it's already here, dude. It's already here. But at the same time, they're all – like, everyone's in their own group in, like, cast, niche, whatever. I don't think niche is the right word, but I just threw it in there. Um to where, right. like, okay, you know, and that's the other thing with the Sunday Rides is, you know, just saying it's open to everyone. So maybe someone in a different group is like, you know, let me go check out what these dudes are about. They come over. Some people don't like us. and like, all right, well, I ain't going to ride with y'all again. But that way, it's trying to make all the groups into one big group uh, where maybe one day right. out of the month or the week was just a giant ride. And so it's just stuff like that. I think it's just super dope. But giddy up. If you haven't been, dude, come out. Tons of beautiful women. Tons of beautiful, amazing bikes and builds. It's just awesome. And you had, I saw um, yeah. Mr. Drive from uh, the Drive Clothing. Uh, the huge dude. I think he's going to be a bodybuilder. Massive beard. I was like, dude, I, I fanboyed. I was like, dog, my buddy Mark, he told me you were going to be out here. I found you. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. I love these people. That's really cool. The, the great thing about social media, though, is like, can you imagine back then in the fucking like olden days where, you know, you can go to an event, but you wouldn't even know who they are but you, you kind of would you know but you, you don't know yeah. their personality so you can't look up to them and be like hey how are you and whatnot yeah. but the reason why i love social media is, and through these podcasts and all that kind of stuff is you can see someone's personality you know you can see if they're approachable obviously you are so if, you know people are out there and say what's up to you i'm pretty Fuck sure you get my handshake, so. yeah right I don't get that, dude. You go to an event and everyone's just always looking so fucking hard. Like they're just yeah, too cool dude, to talk, but it's like, come on, man. You you know, you know, deep down, you're just a really cool guy and you want to chit chat. Yeah, Cause I'm a fucking nerd, dude. I'm over here doing stupid dance moves and doing Connor kicks left and right. <laughs> no, man. The thing is you got to yeah, have some personality yeah. out there. Cause be real, dude, if you ain't got no personality, you know, no yeah. one's going to fuck with you for sure. But Cool, man. Well, I'm really digging this this podcast so far and where it's going. Um, I love your 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 attitude Thank out you. there to the community. Is just to get there and ride. Yeah, dude. So. I mean, because it's like there's sometimes where because I also model it off this other like Facebook group that I'm a part of, but I don't 
meet the qualifications because I don't have a sport bike, but to where it's uh, like they say, hey, I'm, you know, I have a lunch break. I'm going to be riding for an hour. I already ate, you know, blah, blah, I'm going to be over here at Lime Creek. And all of a sudden someone's like, hey, you know, I'm off today. Let's cruise. It's a little rip. Even if it's just for 30 minutes to where, you know, eventually build the community so big to where like the Sunday rides page eventually takes over itself to where I'm not the one doing all like, hey, well, there's a ride this Sunday here to where eventually it's like, hey, I'm riding. Right. Who's out riding? I'm going to go to this event. And then it's all of a sudden just takes over to where no matter what time of day, day of the week, you always find someone to ride. If it's like, hey, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Anyone got time to ride? Oh, we got the dog and come together as like right. a moto family. Right. No, that's huge, man. And it's just it, – it, it takes focusing on one person at a time to make them feel like they're an actual yeah. person. You know what I mean? To have them come out to an event, get to know them personally. And once you start building that, that trust and that loyalty with each other, then, dude, you want to fucking ride all the time. Honestly, I wish we had more mm-hmm. of that out here in Arizona. Um. I think we've done a couple Rebel Reaper rides. I think last one was back in October when it was tolerable uh-huh. to ride out. Last summer we did one, and I think there was about ten or twelve. That's of us. Dope. And dude, it was just—it was way too That's, hot. Though. You gotta do a margarita run. <laughs> it be like, was... all right, guys, we're doing a group ride to the bar down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was fun, but um, you know, it—that's why I wanted you to give those tips out there for people because. It's, yeah. it's tough, man. It's tough trying to build up, you know, a good solid amount of people to ride because everyone has that judgmental feeling like, you know, oh, I have a sportster. I can't go out there. They're all a bunch of dinas or vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they're a bunch of choppers. It, it just doesn't matter. And I think trying to push that out more into the community that people should just get out mm-hmm. there and ride um, is, is definitely a big And I, and I think it's cool. Like sure. every once in a while you can you have exclusive rides to where it's like only Dinas or only FXRs because there's, you're part of a club type thing to where it's like you're the only right. one with that bike, like sports or rides or like there's a distinguished gentleman ride that happens. I can't remember the date, but it's like the same Sunday every so often. Uh, it's usually in September to where it's like mostly vintage style bikes for, I, th- I want to say it's men cancer. But I don't know if it's sticular or something, but it's, it's to where it's only vintage style bikes, stuff like that to where it's exclusive. And if you want to ride, say a dyno or sports are in it, you, you can, but you'd be at the back unofficially. And you could also just meet at the, 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 the restaurant that they meet at. So that way you're still part of it uh, to where right. the Sunday rides are usually just always welcome to everyone, anyone. Cause one time for the sisters, we had someone, he was like, Hey, is for all bikes, you know, all bikes welcome. I said, yeah, dude, why? What's up? Well, my buddy's got like an older style Honda. Da, da, da. I was like, dude, bring it on out dog. And he came out, came out with his girlfriend. They rode around, enjoyed it. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Dude, it, it, it kind of reminds me of this one time, actually, because uh, I have I grew up in uh, a couple of cafe racers were like my first bikes uh-huh. that I've ever gotten and, and built, worked on. Um, so long story short, I had a couple of cafe racers and I sold them and then got my first Harley. So me and my buddy actually went out riding with our, our Harleys and um, we came across a group of vintage old school cafe racers. Dude, these were like $10,000, $15,000, like dump crazy builds. And there's a van driving way in front of them with a, with a professional camera. So they're obviously recording a video. So, <laughs> so we pull up in our, like, we just full throttle catch up to them on the freeway, uh, and two Harleys in the way back. And you got these really cool vintage <laughs> cafes. And we just kind of cut through the middle of them. And we're like, what's up, guys? <laughs> They're like, and they, dude, it's just weird. Because I got that look by a couple of them. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, get the hell out of our, our shot. So shout out to you guys if you're listening. Fucking white guy. Yeah, I'm shot. Yeah, hey, you fucking white <laughs> <wanker. laughs> 
Get out of the shop, mate. <laughs> yeah. My axe, I'm the same way. I'll do them regardless. So. Yeah, there's a couple people on our live feeds that uh, get a taste Fuck of that yeah. shit. So. Uh, but I think one event that you should probably check out maybe next year because it just ended was Handbill. I think you'd enjoy it. It's lots of builds from local dudes uh, to where there's some futuristic kind of builds. Like I think there was one that had a winch on it that was – it looked like it was meant for the Antarctic if you wanted to forever two-wheel it on snow. Uh, but then there's choppers. There's right. some with surfboards. Uh, there's a lot of – nice builds so i think you'd enjoy it so maybe next year 2019 we'll catch you out there dude that would be fun man i see the thing is is by the time all Mm -hmm. these events come up i there's got to be some kind of website or something that someone has out there that there's literally every single bike event that happens every single year because every time that a really cool badass Mm -hmm. event comes up i fucking find out three days after it happened and i'm like cool you know so um, definitely planning on next year to do a lot more events, traveling a lot Canada, more. Canada, Renegade know. Riot, 2019, let's do it. What's, what's uh, that about? It was founded, I want to say by Johanna. Oh. Johanna, if I'm saying your name incorrectly, I apologize. She's over in Canada. Uh, she's yes. backed by Odin, and then it's uh, a couple other people to where it's pretty much they meet at Toad Rock Campgrounds, and it's, a, I think, two or three day where they just get together. And it looks cool because – you can find him at, at Renegade, I think, underscore Riot. Uh, but you, you, if you put Renegade Riot, you should find it on Instagram. But to where they have, like, okay. kettle or keg races where you push it with your with your bike. They're just overall good time. And then they sell out. Uh, I think they only sell a certain amount of tickets. But, it, yeah, it's in Toad Rock Campgrounds. It just looks awesome. Server was going to try to go this year. They do dirt drafts yeah. up there? Yeah. All right. So, Cruzy, when we had him yeah. on the other podcast, he was talking about this shit. And, dude, I – when he got me talking about it, and now you're talking about, it, I'm, I'm so, telling you, because I'm, I'm already starting my budget for that. Because I want to ride up there, and then I, I, what ideally would be cool as fuck to have, you know, even if it's just ten people, but ideally like fifty with a drone and an eagle, you know, fucking shit flying everywhere, and all of a sudden come across yeah. uh, the border, like who the fuck are those? It's the fucking Americans, America, fuck yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> I'll have a big old boombox on the back of it and just blasting some hardcore. I'm saying, dude, we're coming over on our fucking uh, horses and shit. Yeah, actually, I've seen a couple videos of people out there. Though, I think there was a the dirt drags where it was like just in the middle of a grass yeah. field, and then you have to you have to chug a beer or something, and then just full <laughs> throttle it, whip it around the whip it around the uh, trash can at the end of the route, and then race back. That just mm-hmm. looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Me uh, doing my experiences with regular street tires on the dirt is not a Mixing good idea. Mixing some alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm going to throw them dirt tires on. i probably yeah. do some work. Fuck yeah. But, um, cool, man. So that's pretty much all the questions I had. Uh, we're coming up to an hour now. I'm pretty sure we got some oh, good for sure. solid content out there. For um, you know, is there anything else that you want to add to the end at all or throw in your hashtags and Oh, no, I mean, just pretty much just shout out to Matt, Rebel Reaper. You know, if you ain't following him already, get, be sure and give him a follow. Also, yeah, dude, fucking hit up Matt's Facebook, dude, because I'm a big proponent of podcasts and especially ones that kind of promote and kind of drive you to be a better person. If you're thinking about starting up a business, just fucking do it. Um, but obviously with a good business sense, you know, start thinking. Don't just go ahead and just drop money into it. You know, think like, okay, what am I going to be pushing? What's my product? Because uh, I follow the MF CEO, and that dude's just straight fire. Him and Joe Rogan and your podcast oh, yeah. and a couple other ones. But to where it's just, you know, just 
the stuff that you put on Facebook is also pretty much just like it's like your podcast on a Facebook post, concise and just to the point, like yo dog, and all, and just the the overall progression that how you include everyone in like. Hey, Rebel Reaper started this time. This time last year we were here. It's awesome to see this. And that you're always so thankful for the progression for the people that help you because it's also like a tying back into Instagram to where people see me as an influencer. And I've been blessed with the opportunity of several products and kind of sponsorships. And people are like, who the fuck is Connor? Dude? He's only got like 5,000 followers. How the fuck did he get this? Right. It's just, it's because everyone else, if it wasn't for the people who buy your product or the people who support me and support you, it's just, you know, if it wasn't for them, it, we wouldn't be anywhere. So it's, yeah, wouldn't be so, shit. you know, huge yeah. thanks to everyone who just supports your local businesses and, you know, just fucking get out and ride, buy Rebel Reaper, go just take out a loan and just look sick as fuck. Just swag out, dog. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much, dude. dude. That means a lot to me. Yeah. This, when this whole thing started, man, it was, it was mainly the idea of, it was a lot bigger than just yeah. clothing. You know what I mean? And that's why this, this podcast, that's why I want to have people like you, some real mm-hmm. genuine people who can actually give some, some good dishing back to the community and being thankful and humble about it. Dude, that's just what yeah. we're looking for. Um, and that's really why we're so selective on who we have on the podcast. So I'm really glad to have you on, dude. So I really see some successful things for you in the future, dude. Really hope for the Thank you. best for you. Um, see you riding off into the sunset, you know, on with your with your kind of yeah, boy. And, and also, if any single ladies want to jump on the back of my dynasty, I got an application. <laughs> hey, it's a big seat, man. So you know, big oh, girls dude. need love yeah. too. But no, no, really. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me, man. Connor. Appreciate, it, man. appreciate you, dude. All right, Later, talk to you soon, man. And that's a wrap, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate Connor taking the time out of his busy schedule, out there crushing miles on his bike to tune in and give you guys a little bit more of an insight about Texas, the family out there, what his mission is, his YouTube channel, his purpose. You know, our goal is on these podcasts is to try to get people on who actually vibe with us as a community and as a brand and people who have actually been supporting us for a very, very long time. You know, we like to just make sure when we have someone on here, it's not just some random fucking person, but actually people who live and breathe the lifestyle of what we're trying to get out there to the community as well as a brand. So appreciate you guys taking the time today to listen to this podcast. Really hope you took some information from it, got some value. Uh, what we're trying to do is bring, again, like I said, some solid information and quality content for you guys you know so it takes a lot of time and effort to put into these podcasts and all we request is if you tell a friend uh, also to leave us a review on the podcast that's all we request and uh, again a lot of us out here we're not really getting paid to do these podcasts you know we don't have sponsors we don't have people out here giving us shout outs Um, all we do is pretty much rely on you guys that are listening to leave us these solid reviews give us feedback on things that we can improve on um, me personally, I'm never satisfied with just being content, you know, so I'm always looking at things that we can do to improve with you guys, whether it's doing more giveaways, uh, some shout outs or whatnot, leave us a review. That's all we request. Um, and also to tell a friend about the podcast. So anyway, uh, don't forget to check out some of the merch that we have. We just dropped 11 new t-shirts on our website, rebelreaper.com. 
check it out. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you can actually use the discount for 10% off your order. It's podcast 10. So use that at checkout for 10% off your entire order, podcast 10. And uh, you can use that at checkout to hook you up. So as a thank you for tuning into this. Anyway, um, appreciate you guys. Check us out on Instagram at Rebel Reaper Clothing. This is Matt, owner, CEO, founder of Rebel Reaper. Roddy wasn't here today, but he'll tune into the next one. So thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.